You're listening to Forecast, the marketing podcast for professional services leaders. If you're looking to generate more leads, win more deals, and take your firm to the next level, this show is your shortcut. Hey there, folks. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Ahmed Manowar, founder and chief marketing officer at Boutique Growth, where we help professional services firms build actionable marketing plans so they can generate more leads and win more business. Today on the show, we're going to look at the results of a survey conducted by Alignable on the biggest marketing challenges facing small businesses. I want to share the survey with you because I think you'll be able to relate to many of the responses, and I think it points to some of the common challenges that many, many small business owners face, especially in the professional services world. So we're going to look at the responses, and we're going to talk about how to overcome some of these very common marketing challenges here in this episode. Before we get into it, if you haven't yet joined us inside our free course on lead generation for professional services firms, spoiler alert, one of the common marketing challenges is lead generation. So if you're one of those people, then this course is for you. Inside the course, I'm going to show you a step-by-step process to generate a flood of new business for your firm. Best of all, the course is 100% free of charge, and you can grab immediate access over over at 5leadgen.com. You can spell out five or use the number. Either one works. That's 5leadgen.com. Now, if you want to grab the show notes to this episode where you can actually take a look at the original data from the survey findings, you can grab that over at forecast.fm slash alignable. That's forecast.fm slash A-L-I-G-N-A-B-L-E. Now, before we dive into the survey results, I want to share a few quick notes about the respondents to the survey. First of all, 76% of the respondents had one to five employees in their business. So there's a very heavy slant here towards the smaller slant of small business. So if you're in that position, if you're a solo or you're a small firm with less than five employees, then these findings directly apply to you and you should find them very relevant, very applicable to your business. But I would argue even if you're on the larger side of small business, if you're kind of in the even in the five to 15, 20, 25, even under 30 staff, then I think a lot of this doesn't apply to you as well. And the second point is that there's a pretty even split in the respondents between B2B and B2C. So a good chunk of the respondents were B2B businesses, a good chunk were B2C, and a good chunk actually targeted both to B2B and B2C clients. So let's look at the first finding. One of the questions in the survey was, I believe my online presence is, and then there was a number of multiple choice options. The one that was the most popular at 47% was, I believe my online presence is serving my business well. So 47% of the survey respondents believe that their online presence is serving their business well. I'll be honest, this one really, really surprised me. You know, I would not have expected that almost half of small businesses think that their online presence is serving them well. I would have thought that the number would be much, much lower because to be honest, I mean, getting this right, the online presence thing, getting that to work for you is really, really difficult. And a lot of people get it wrong and it takes a lot of time and investment to really figure this one out. So I was surprised Now, I think there's probably, you know, a little bit of a bias here because people that respond to a survey conducted by a company like Alignable, which is an online referral network, 
they're probably a little bit more savvy with their online presence than the average small business owner. I mean, if you even know what Alignable is, then that pretty much gives away that you're kind of clued into the online marketing world, you know, the online presence kind of world, and probably know more than the average small business owner as to what's required to build an online presence. So I think there's probably a bit of a bias there. It's probably a higher number than it would be if this were, you know, just regular Joe Schmo small business owners who don't know anything about this stuff. But I also think that there is an important point here to highlight. I wonder how people who responded to that question favorably, saying that they believe their online presence is serving their business well, I wonder how they're measuring success. Because in my mind, there's really only one way to measure success of an online presence or online marketing or really any marketing channel tactic or strategy for that matter, and that's leads and customers. And if you're not generating leads that you can turn into customers, then that marketing strategy isn't working. Now, this becomes really tricky when it comes to online presence, right? Because there's so many other metrics out there that you could measure outside of leads and customers. And we like to call those vanity metrics, right? Things like Facebook likes and Twitter followers and LinkedIn connections and blog readers and podcast listeners and so on and so forth. These are vanity metrics. They're nice. They're important in a particular context, but doesn't really matter how popular you are. It doesn't matter how big of a name you are, how many people consume your stuff or are connecting, engaging with your brand on social media. If they're not turning into actual customers, then you're really wasting your time. Now, that's not to say that, you know, you need to generate leads from your online presence on day one. That doesn't happen, right? The first day that you get on social media, the first day that you start blogging or podcasting, whatever you're doing online, you're not going to generate leads on day one immediately. It doesn't work like that. It takes time to kind of get the wheels to start turning, right? To build the engine, to build the platform, to get to the point where, you know, it's really starting to pay off. And there's an investment required there and it takes time and it could take months. It could, t- you know, dare I say it, it could take years, right? Hopefully not, but at the very least months. But, you know, sometimes it takes a year or two years before your online presence really starts to click and it's generating leads. So I'm not saying that if it's not working for you, you should drop it. You know, if you're one of the 53% of people that said that it's not working for your business, then I'm not by any means suggesting that you should not do it. I think if you're not online, then you're eventually going to be invisible. You probably are already if you're not online. So you do have to do something, but make sure that you're getting to a place where you're ultimately generating leads. Now, if you've been doing it for a while, if you've been actually you know, working on your online presence and making progress on that front for months, maybe years, and you're still not generating leads, then I think that's a problem and you need to step back and look at that. Maybe your strategy needs to be tweaked. Maybe your messaging is off. There's something wrong. If you've been doing it for a while and you're not generating leads, even a few, because if you at least have a few leads, then at least you can say, well, you know what? It seems to be working. I've got to kind of fine tune it and figure a way to scale this up. But if you're not even generating a few leads to like make it indicate that something is working, then I think you need to go back to the drawing board. And that brings us to the second finding of the survey. One of the questions was, my biggest marketing challenge is, and the most popular choice was not enough leads coming in at 34%. So (laughs) surprise, surprise, lead generation was the number one marketing challenge facing small businesses. I wish I could say I didn't see that coming, but of course I did. Look, you've heard me say this over and over again. Leads are the lifeblood of any business. So if things aren't going well and you're not growing as fast as you'd like, chances are, you know, I'm willing to wager nine times out of 10, you have a lead generation problem. 
Now, I think this number, 34%, is actually a little bit low, and there's a reason for that, because I think this can be combined with a few other responses from that same question to make for a more meaningful statistic. Because the other options were, you know, 14% of people said that their biggest marketing challenge was time. 16% of people said it was their budget. And 13% of people said that it was choosing the right tactics. Now, I think it's safe to assume that the folks who are complaining about time, budget, and tactics probably don't have a steady flow of leads either, right? Because if they did, if they had if they had a steady flow of leads and that wasn't an issue for them, then why would they complain about time, budget, or tactics? Doesn't make any sense, right? So I think you could easily throw those into, you know, into one number. And what you come up with is the whopping figure of 77%. That is 77% of respondents complain that they either don't have enough leads or they don't have the time or they don't have the budget to do marketing well, or they don't know which tactics to choose. So that's 77% of people that are basically saying, my marketing is not really working. Now, again, this kind of throws me for a loop here, right? We said 46% of people said that their online presence is serving the business well. And then of the same people, 77% said that either they don't have enough leads or they don't have the time or the budget to do marketing well, or they don't know which tactics to choose. So again, what this is telling me is that there's some kind of misalignment here in how we're measuring success. Because you can't tell me that your online presence is going well, and then tell me in the same breath that you don't have enough leads. Leads are the measure of success. And in a professional services context, you can't always translate online marketing, the online presence into clients because there's, you know, there's a human element in between, right? They're going to talk to you more, quite often before they hire you. You're not selling a product or it's not e-commerce or something like that, which would be a different story altogether. But in professional services, you can't always draw the line from online presence to client, but you can draw it from online presence to lead. And if that line isn't being drawn, then something's amiss. So if there's one thing I want you to take away from this, it's the following. There is a lot that you could do to build your online presence. There's a ton of things. Every day there's a new platform, a new tactic out there, but not all of it's going to work and not all of it's going to make sense for your business and not all of it is important for you here and now. So the next time you want to try something when it comes to online marketing or building your online presence or building your platform, I want you to ask yourself a simple question. Is this going to generate leads? If the answer is no, and you're one of the 77% of people who said they need more leads, then don't do it uh, because you don't have the time or the money to try things that aren't going to generate leads. But if you think it might generate leads, even not on day one, but if it requires a little bit of work to set up, but you think it really could be a powerful strategy, then by all means, try it. But ultimately, measure success based on how many leads it generated and nothing else. No vanity metrics, no likes, no followers, no comments. All that is nice, but doesn't pay the bills. The third finding I want to share with you from the survey is the following question that said, I believe my most pressing marketing need is, and the top answer coming in at 25% is a clear marketing strategy. So 25% of people said that they believe their most pressing marketing need is a clear marketing strategy. And this was the number one answer. Look, this is really the root cause, right? The reason that folks are complaining about leads and time and budget and tactics is simply because they don't have a strategy. A marketing strategy solves all of these problems. 
you know, few people have taken the time to sit down and build a strategy that actually makes sense for their firm and think through, you know, the big strategic questions that go into a strategy. You know, everyone loves jumping into tactics. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Everyone loves jumping into, okay, I need to need to write a blog post. I need to do this. I need to, you know, start a podcast. I need to, you know, start sending LinkedIn connection requests. I got to do all these things. But if you haven't taken the time to step back and really question what's your strategy, you know, and, and what, what goes into a strategy? Well, it's things like, who am I targeting? You know, who do I want to do business with? Who is my ideal client? You know, what does that persona look like? How am I positioned? What am I offering? What's my message to the buyer? How can I communicate a message that gets their attention? Um, things like, what does my sales funnel look like? What, what's a process for me to find strangers, find prospects who don't know me, and turn them into paying clients? You know, these are the big questions that go into a marketing strategy. So if you haven't answered those questions and you jump into, well, let me run some ads or, well, let me write some blog posts, then you know, some of that stuff might work. It's not that it can't work, but you're going to really kind of spread yourself thin. That's the spray and pray strategy, right? Some of it's going to work, some of it's not going to work. But to be honest, if you don't have a strategy, you won't even know why the things that worked worked and why the things that didn't work didn't work because you haven't thought it through. Now, I know strategy is easier said than done because you also don't want to just spend, you know, days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months, you know, thinking about strategy and getting caught up in your own head and having endless meetings with your team and whiteboarding. And before you know it, three months have gone by, six months have gone by, and you're still in the strategy phase and nothing's actually getting done. That's terrible. You don't want to be in that position either. And I mean, frankly, that's why I developed the marketing playbook for professional services firms. And this is my, my core coaching offering. If you want to work with me, if you want to build a marketing strategy, then this is how I do it. I've got a five-step process. I call it the marketing playbook. And the goal is to get to execution as fast as possible, not by skipping strategy, but by going through the strategy process as fast as possible by answering all the big important questions and not wasting any more time so we can get right to the fun stuff, which is execution. And finally, and this is the capstone to this episode, the fourth finding I wanted to share with you was the question that said, I wish I had. And the number one response coming in at 50% was a steady flow of qualified leads. 50% of respondents said they wish they had a steady flow of qualified leads. So I hope you can tell what the thread is for this lesson. <laughs> Join the club. Leads is everything. Everybody wants leads. Everybody needs leads. The future of your business, the growth of your business depends on how many leads you have. So let's recap here. If you want a steady flow of leads, first, you need a strategy, right? Lead generation ultimately comes down to a strategy. You need a strategy of figuring out who you're targeting, who you want to do business with, how you communicate with them, how you position yourself in the marketplace, what your message is to that buyer, what your services are, what your call to action is. All of that goes into a strategy. You need a sales funnel, a marketing funnel, whatever you want to call it, but a process that takes strangers, prospects, people who don't know you, and turns them into buyers. Once you have all of that in place, then you need tactics to execute on that strategy. You need to figure out how you're going to get your message in front of buyers. How are you going to attract them at the top of the funnel and make them aware of who you are and what you do? How are you going to retain them in the middle of the funnel? How are you going to turn those interested buyers and prospects at the top into really qualified leads for your services? How are you going to build that relationship, build trust, build authority? And ultimately, how are you going to close them into paying clients. 
And then you simply start executing on those tactics, and then you need to assess. You need to step back every so often, monthly, quarterly at least, and assess how things are going. But you assess your performance not based on how many likes, shares, and comments you're getting, but how many leads you're getting. Leads are ultimately the measure that I want you to focus on. And then ultimately clients. How many of those leads are you converting into clients? That needs to follow as well. And hey, if you need some help with that, well, that's why I'm here. You can check out my marketing playbook coaching package over at boutiquegrowth.com slash playbook. That's where I will help you hand in hand walk through the process of building a tailor-made and actionable marketing playbook for your firm. We cover all the big strategic questions facing your firm, and we boil all of that down into a set of tactics and a really, really concrete 12-week action plan that you can execute if that sounds interesting, head over to boutiquegrowth.com slash playbook where you can learn more about that. And with that, that's a wrap on this episode. Listen, if you're not yet subscribed to the show, do us both a favor, head over to forecast.fm slash iTunes. Click on the show there. It'll pop up iTunes on your desktop or your mobile, wherever you are. And that's where you can subscribe to the show so that all of our latest episodes will show up right there in your feed. While you're at it, leave us a rating and a review because it helps more people discover the show. And I would be forever grateful. Thank you so much for listening.